1: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. every day. day,
0: day. This is episode number 338 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. And we are coming to you uh, late on this Thursday night into a Friday morning after Thursday night football. And what do you know? The Washington Redskins drop to 1-7. and seven. They lose to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis, a hard-fought game, a game that was much closer than many anticipated it, uh, to be 19-9, your final score. 19-9 is your final score as the Redskins drop to 1-7 and seven on the year, and that's two losses in you know, the span of four and a half days. And the Minnesota Vikings improved to six and two. So in a way, Kirk Cousins gets his revenge. Not really, because he played fine. He just didn't put up big numbers that would embarrass anybody or that anybody's going to be like, whoa, can you imagine what Kirk Cousins must be feeling right now? Did you see what he did to Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder? There were no shots of them in a press in a luxury box uh, being frustrated at their former quarterback or anything like that. Kirk Cousins was 23 of 30, uh, 23 of 26, 285 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a one-twelve-three 3 quarterback rating. Again, that's impressive on the accuracy, but obviously you'd like him. To walk away with at least one touchdown pass and instead their one and only uh, touchdown was a Dalvin Cook four yard run in which they ran it on first ran it on second ran it on third uh, after throwing screen after screen after screen to set it up and to get them down inside the 10 yard line. Let's go inside the numbers here and give you some statistics from Thursday Night Football, we'll try and go through this as quickly as we can. Case Keenum, who only lasted one half of football, 12 of 16, 130 yards, a 98.4 quarterback rating, no touchdowns, no interceptions, was sacked, and did lose a fumble. Uh, did Case Keenum, and then was sacked a few times, actually, and on one of those sacks towards the end of the first half is when we believe he suffered a concussion, and that concussion prevented him from returning to Thursday night football. So it was Dwayne Haskins for the entire second half uh, of the season. Listen, I, I don't know what else to tell you other than he's not ready. He hasn't been ready. He's not close to ready um can he run a few plays can he make it look okay yeah but he's not ready they don't trust him they don't believe he knows the offense um and maybe he should know more than he does but i don't think i don't think just because he was the number 15 overall pick and we're you know uh what 7 uh 8 games into this thing now that he should have a mastery of this offense and he was only three of five with no touchdowns and an interception and the interception was an overthrow of Terry McLaurin who was wide open on basically an angle type slant and it just went over the outstretched hands of Terry McLaurin who again was wide open a better throw clearly a completion and as well yards after the catch. That's not knowing the offense, that's just rushing and throwing it too high, too hard, too far, and making a mistake. But there did seem to be some confusion on one particular sequence, a second down in which he motioned for uh, someone to come in motion, nobody did, and then a disastrous third down that was actually wiped out because of a penalty. I mean, it's just very clear that Dwayne Haskins still needs time. How much time? I don't know. Um, I really don't. Um, But I think he needs more time. And I think anybody that just continues to say he absolutely must play at any and all costs, I think you're wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, I see your point that you can only learn by playing, but I think you can learn other ways. I think you can learn other ways. I think you have to have a basic fundamental understanding of what you're supposed to do in your job before you're asked to do it, especially at very fast speed and process. We will get more into where we go from here uh, after we go through the rest of these numbers. Adrian Peterson, 14 carries for 76 yards, a long of 29, that long of 29 set uh, a little NFL history, which we'll tell you about in a little bit. Uh, right here on the Locked Redskins podcast. Wendell Smallwood uh, once again with Chris Thompson out and, of course, nobody else really healthy. Uh, two rushing attempts for nine yards and a long of 11. Terry McLaren had six targets. We were just talking about one of them. Four catches, 39 yards, a long of 17. Paul Richardson started out the game pretty well for the Washington Redskins. Really was a non-factor down the stretch. Four targets, three Uh, catches and 34 yards Peterson 2 for 27 a screen of 21 which was early I want to say in the second half Trey Quinn 1 of 15 on 3 targets um, the new tight end, Henches had one for 13. Jeremy Sprinkle had two for 12 on two targets. Uh, Kelvin Harmon had a slant one for 12. So the Redskins and Smallwood had a catch. The Redskins spread the ball around uh, and had some success doing that, uh, but it was just not enough, especially inside the red zone, which, again, we will kind of dissect and break down a little bit. Meanwhile, on defense... Landon Collins led the Redskins with 11 tackles, 11 tackles for Landon Collins. John Bostic, nine total tackles and a sack. He continues to play uh, pretty well. Jonathan Allen, seven tackles and a sack inside the 10-yard line of the Redskins, which helped force a field goal. Cole Holcomb, seven tackles and actually contributed. Uh, he was the one that started to hit the ball out of Stephon Diggs' hands, uh, and Deron Payne actually then finished it off uh, for the forced fumble. But Holcomb was the one that hit uh, Stephon Diggs first and started that turnover. Uh, Payne, we just mentioned, turnover, forced fumble. Uh, Deron Payne with seven tackles. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, six tackles, a sack, also a personal foul. Uh, We're going to get into that as well. Fabian Moreau continues to struggle, slept a couple of times, five tackles. Josh Norman got beat like a drum by Stefan Diggs a couple of times, but four tackles. Montez Sweat, four tackles. Uh, And we can go on and on down the list. Um, The bottom line is this. The Redskins give up. One, two, three, four. Four Dan Bailey field goals, one from 50, one from 29, uh, one from 27, and another from 40. That's not bad, right? I mean, you give up those four, they get the, um, the Dalvin Cook uh, touchdown. You know, I mean, you're going to take that on the road on a short week against a red-hot offense. Now, granted, they did not have Adam Thielen, but you're going to take that. That's a pretty good job by the Redskins. You're going to take that. The Vikings had 22 first downs to 14 for Washington. They were 8 of 15 on third down. So once again, that continues to be a problem. The Redskins only 2 of 7 on third down. The Vikings overall racked up 434 yards of offense, 216 for the Redskins. So more than double. For Minnesota, now, a bunch of those were on the final drive of the game uh, when Madison, the young running back for Minnesota, was basically trying to kill out the clock, but he's so fast and so good uh, already that he's got that wiggle and burst, and they ultimately turned the ball over on downs late. That was by choice. And also they gave up the Redskins a big touchdown drive, as we mentioned to Cook, uh, from four yards out, but they gave up a lot of yards on that particular – Two minute offense, uh, 75, as a matter of fact, as Minnesota went through them uh, like a hot knife through butter. Uh, so the total net yards, again, more than double, more than double. Offensive plays, 67 to 41, 6.5 to 5.3. Uh, rushing net yardage, 161 to 85. Passing, 273 to <clears throat> 131. Penalties, 7 for 74 for Minnesota, 4 for 46 for the Washington Redskins. A couple of turnovers that we mentioned for the Redskins. They only had the ball for 23 minutes and 24 seconds. That's a 36-36 time advantage for the Minnesota Vikings on a short week. Yuck. What do you expect? All right, that is going to put... Uh, the opening Inside the Numbers segment in the books. Coming up next, our analysis of what went wrong and what the Redskins could have done better. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It's episode number 338 of the Locked on Redskins podcast.
1: Thanks for being with us. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, so let's go through some of the interesting Uh, parts of this football game why don't we after the Redskins uh, tied it up at 6-6 following a Dustin Hopkins 30-yard field goal capping off an 11-play 63-yard drive that was late in the first half under the two-minute as a matter of fact the field goal came at the two-minute warning Uh, And at the two-minute mark, or after the two-minute warning, I should say. Uh, So the kickoff and the Vikings, after the touchback, get the ball back with about 157 uh, left to go. Now, the Vikings complete a five-yard pass, and Redskins fans were upset about this because Bill Callahan takes a timeout, trying to conserve clock, thinking if they can get a three and out, then they're going to have 45 seconds to a minute maybe uh, with time of possession and with the ball uh, by using their timeout. Unfortunately for Bill, the Vikings complete a 15-yard little screen to Dalvin Cook uh, to get to the Minnesota 45, which kind of negates the purpose of taking uh, the timeout when they did. And then on top of that, Kirk Cousins completes the next two passes, one for 16 yards to Johnson, Uh, And then the worst one, which was another screen all the way to the left, and Dalvin Cook runs it completely across the green, uh, running past and having about six, maybe five, depending on how you count, Redskins defenders flailing at him for a 31-yard gain, all the way down to the Redskins' eight. Now, again, people are going to be mad that Bill Callahan took a timeout. People are already mad. It made sense to take the timeout. For a normal defense, even though the defense hasn't been the problem the last two weeks, the Redskins defense just doesn't always reward you for good common sense decisions. So in this particular case, they allow the double screen action to go all the way down to the eight. And then the Vikings still with 49 seconds left decide, well, we can run the ball because we still have all three of our timeouts." So that's exactly what they do. They run it once on first and goal from the eight with 49 seconds left, Madison, for a one-yard gain. Then they run it again for a three-yard gain down to the Minnesota four, and they only use their first timeout with 11 seconds left. Now, again, they have a third and goal from the four-yard line. Now, they can still run it because, again, you have 11 seconds left and you still have Timeout. As a matter of fact, you still have two timeouts and instead they punch it in on third and goal from the four for a four yard. So three straight running plays and a masterful job working the clock and whittling it down and not blowing your timeouts. And again, Redskins fans are going to be upset and are upset that Bill Callahan gave them extra time by taking that timeout. At 145. A couple of red zone trips that I wanted to get into for the Redskins. One came right before this particular uh, sequence that we're talking about. uh, As we mentioned, Dustin Hopkins uh, with the field goal. So the Redskins got the ball first and goal at the 10. And they completed a short little pass to Terry McLaurin for five yards. So again, it's second and goal now from the Minnesota five-yard line. And Linval Joseph beats um, Eric Flowers who, again, got got beat on the on, on the sack. Uh, Linval Joseph's a, a big man, a large man. So it's going to happen. Uh, and then they get sacked. So now, again, that's a passing play. They get sacked. And then, because they're third and goal from the 12, they have to try and complete a screen pass as kind of a check down. Uh, and Wendell Smallwood uh, doesn't come really anywhere close. It's a bad throw. It's hurried. It's pressured on third and goal from the 12th. So again, the Redskins try and run once. I'm sorry, they they, they pass three times and a five-yard completion, a sack, and then a really bad-looking third down. Whereas the Vikings, again, masterful with the clock uh, right after this, and they run it one, two, three times, and they create the touchdown. Just for whatever it's worth, just... Saying just throwing that uh, out there earlier in the first half again the Redskins able to move the football and get all the way down uh, into scoring position and the Redskins had um, first and goal from the Minnesota two and once again they try a pass under pressure Keenum kind of flush to his left and he tries to fire it in and it's contested and it's broken up then Adrian Peterson does get his number called. Uh, from the Minnesota three-yard line, unfortunately, gets blown up and a one-yard loss. Uh, looked to me like a little inside zone, uh, but you know maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then Keenum on third and goal from the three uh, is incomplete to Trey Quinn, but it wouldn't have counted anyway because Brandon Sheriff offensive holding uh, and the Redskins. And now the offense holding was declined. Um, you know, because otherwise it would have given the, Viking, uh, the Redskins another opportunity at third uh, and goal. But from the 13, instead it forces them to kick the field goal. Uh, so again, two particular pass calls there, one run call, and they come up empty. They did get the field goal, but I just want to point that out, uh, that that is critical sequencing uh, right there. The Redskins in the second half, I mean, it's, you know, again, it's kind of hard to judge because right away the Minnesota Vikings, um, you you know, are putting pressure on Dwayne Haskins, uh, who they know, again, is not ready. They know that he fails on the first third down, right? A contested ball to uh, Trey Quinn uh, looked like a pretty decent throw, but just tight coverage uh, knocked away uh, by Alexander, there. good young corner. Um, and then after the defense, you know, does a pretty decent job, uh, despite a couple of penalties. The Redskins force a field goal right so now it's um sixteen to six at this point, and then they come back out on offense and they immediately get the offense going right they immediately get it going um they had a um, where was it okay so haskins. Um, kind of finds Adrian Peterson on a little dump off for 21 yards. And then on the very next play, uh, Peterson climbs to number six all-time on the NFL rushing mark, passing Jerome Bennis uh, and somebody else who I can't remember right off the top of my head with a 29-yard rushing gain. Um, Then Peterson picks up another four. Now you're already inside the Minnesota 22 at this point, but then he gets sacked again. Anthony Barr on a delayed blitz kind of comes right up that B gap um, and the Redskins lose 10 yards on that particular play. So again, it forces a third and 16 and now Dwayne Haskins basically has to just dump it off on a check down screen to Haskins and that forces a 43 yard field goal. So was like every time the Redskins would make a couple of positive plays, and this is kind of symbolic of everything that goes wrong around here, there would be a big hold, there would be a big sack, there would be a big negative. Um, they didn't, you know, they t- did turn the ball over, but it wasn't like it was constant turnovers, uh, but it was constant negative plays, which forced them to be in third and long situations. And that's just where this offense cannot be, period, bottom line. They just cannot be there. They're just not good enough to overcome that stuff. Uh, so the bottom line is this. The Redskins lose 19-9, to but while nine points seems bad, and they have not scored a touchdown since Terry McLaurin's second touchdown of the game in Miami. In Miami. That's a span of two full games and about 20, I think, five minutes of the Miami game. Um, you know, that's two and a half games. Two and a half games, or almost two and a half games. Um, you know, you lose 19-9 on the road against Minnesota. Uh, you know, Cousins gets his revenge, but he doesn't. It's not a bad loss by any means, just like the 9 nothing loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Not a bad loss, but the offense is just putrid. And everybody that says, well, the, the run game doesn't generate points. Well, neither does the passing game. Not on this team. Because it's, again, always a sack or a negative play, a holding on Brandon share for something like that that goes wrong or an inaccurate throw by Case Keenum or now Dwayne Haskins. And when we um, kind of finish up with the Locked on Redskins podcast, I want to get like this out of the way. Um, What Bill Callahan said to reporters on Thursday night in Minnesota about what's next for Dwayne Haskins coming up a week and a half from now in Buffalo to round out the first half of the year. We'll do that next right here on LOR. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off and watch some football. Game winning touchdowns on two minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with nobody to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than betting on them, guys. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, so you should too. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season and many of you are bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay, no matter how you bet the NFL season is the best time of the year. So join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on to activate the offer guys. That's promo code locked on and visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win. You get paid. So we wrap it up this way right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast with a couple of things. One, Bill Callahan said Thursday night after the 19-9 loss to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings that Case Keenum would be once again the starter if, if he was healthy with the concussion that he suffered, which knocked him out for the entire second half. That would be next Sunday in Buffalo. So depending on when you're listening to this, seven to nine days, somewhere in that range, Uh, If you're listening on Friday, the day after Thursday Night Football, again, it's nine days. Now, they would have to clearly make a decision before that. So, again, there's still plenty of chance, plenty of chance that Dwayne Haskins could actually be the starter. He did say that if Keenum was not ready to go, that Haskins would be the starter. And, of course, Colt McCoy would then be active. Now, here's the question. Is there anything that you saw on Thursday night? that would indicate to you that Dwayne Haskins is ready to go and is comfortable and is ready to lead this team over a full game and to start. There wasn't anything for me. Uh, again, the back-to-back plays, you know, tried to motion somebody, nobody came uh, on a run play, and then the third down was just a debacle, just a breakdown all over the place, and he was running for his life uh, before getting, uh, you know, basically like a mini torpedo. Um and again, he, Dwayne Haskins was not asked to really, you know, like normally when you're down and you're trying to get an offense going, you're taking chances. You're firing the ball all over the play yard. Dwayne Haskins was 3 of 5 with the interception and 33 yards. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Everything you need to know about what they think about Dwayne Haskins. Everything. So the bottom line is this, Um, you know, like everybody that wants him to start and, and, and thinks they should do everything they can to get him ready. You can't get him ready in nine days, especially when you have to give these players all this time off. Like the Redskins won't reconvene for practice, you know, again, in all likelihood, unless Bill Callahan does something unexpected until Monday. You know, this is almost like a a mini bye. And then they have another bye. You know, uh, Haskins can work on his own, but he's not ready. He's not ready. He does not know enough of this offense yet to be comfortable and to be fluid. And that's a problem. It's a problem if you want him to play. It's not a problem if you understand that he's still learning. The problem is is when he's still learning because they have a quarterback that's a jag and that can't stay healthy. Now, this is the second time Case Keenum has been knocked out of a game. You need this guy to play because he's your backup quarterback at this point. And because they're trying to slowly get him ready while also trying to prepare and trying to win games. See, nothing here makes a whole lot of sense, right? I mean, they're kind of in this position and they put themselves in this position where the journeymen that they chose failed. Uh, largely because of health and maybe because of other things. And now they're in a kind of a position of they don't want to play Haskins because he's not ready, but they almost have to play Haskins because they have no other choice. The other thing that I wanted to real quickly get to is there were a lot of Nash, uh, a lot of Nationals fans, a lot of Redskins fans that got to me on Twitter. They were not happy with some of the calls uh, against the Redskins. Uh, you know, again, Jeremy Reeves uh, knocked himself out of the game. I did think the receiver was... Um, mostly defenseless. The, uh, to me, I thought that was a pretty good call. Uh, some other people had a problem with it. Matt with a late hit on Kirk Cousins where he went face mask to essentially crown or face mask of Kirk Cousins. Uh, that was pretty clear when you slowed it down. It looked like a good call to me. And then Jimmy Moreland uh, also had a helmet-to-helmet or helmet-to-face mask type hit. Uh, which, again, you know, Redskins fans not happy with some of the calls, but all three of the calls, to me, seemed okay, seemed fair, and seemed right. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Try and crank out another episode as quickly as we can. Have a great weekend, despite the Redskins dropping to 1-7. and They visit the Buffalo Bills next to round out the first half. They lose to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, 19-9. Adios.